Hello and welcome to the fantastic podcast about scandals. My name is Tyce Mitchell and today's podcast will focus on two media scandals. These scandals have been researched over a whole semester in the Method Seminar called Fantastic Scandals and How to Research Them in the Film and Media Master Program at the University of Copenhagen. My fellow students, Inge and Peter Ulrich, will explain their research on the infidelity scandals of musician Adam Levine and YouTuber Ned Falmer. I will then talk to Albert, who along with his partner Caroline, researched the deplatforming of self-proclaimed men's right activist and influencer Andrew Tate. But before we start, let's ask ourselves, why are scandals interesting to research? Well, scandal serves a democratic purpose by shedding light on a moral, systematic or social issue. Scandals draw the line between right and wrong and functions as a reminder of public values. The podcast will now begin with the scandals of Adam Levine and Ned Fulmer, explained by Inge and Peter Ulrich. The scandal we worked on was actually a comparative study, so it was two of the same kind of scandal. So on the one hand, we had uh, the frontman for um, Maroon 5. His name is Adam Levine. He was uh, unfaithful to his wife back in September. And about two weeks later, a YouTuber from uh, the channel The Try Guys, Ned Former, he was also unfaithful to his wife. And what I noticed when I went on TikTok was when Adam Levine was unfaithful to his wife just two weeks before, people were sort of celebrating and uh, they were just hammering on him and insulting him. And when I saw TikToks about the Netforma scandal, which was, you know, the same kind, they'd both been unfaithful, um, people were reacting just kind of sad. People were crying and saying this ruined their week. So I turned to uh, my lovely exam partner, Peter Ulrich, and I said, shouldn't we look into this? How come these two people did the same thing and people are reacting so wildly different? It seems interesting to compare these two scandals, but what did you more specifically focus on in your research? So we wanted to find the common ground and we, we, we thought that would be in parasocial interaction. So that would be our main focus. We wanted to focus on the interaction between a celebrity and their fans. Yes, because it was the same kind of scandal. They had both been unfaithful. But what we thought may be the root cause of why people were reacting differently was the kind of celebrity which had acted. One was a YouTuber, one was a f- famous musician. Um, how did you settle out to research your case? It was a comparative case study. So we looked at Reddit comments from each case separately. So we would look through uh, Reddit threads about Adam Levine and about Ned Fulmer. And then we would uh, compare the reactions found in those Reddit threads. We used an app called Voyant that's really useful for uh, counting words. So this was our quantitative method. So what we wanted to do really with the qualitative bit was we wanted to take a lot of this raw data and we wanted to contextualize it. So we wanted to interpret these uh, dominant words uh, in their context to get a deeper, more profound sense of each case. Did you find any interesting results by comparing these two cases? What was most surprising when we first looked, as Peter Ulrich said, um, we found the most common words. And the most common words in the Adam Levine case was very much based on let's say, name-calling. It was a lot of adjectives, a lot of uh, she's shitty or fuck or pretty or model. Uh, It was very much uh, words in regards to describing the people involved. 
where when we looked with, at the Netforma case, it was much more uh, substantive. They were talking about family and love and commitment and relationships and the money and the childcare and a lot more about like the consequences and the environment and um, what was going to happen <laughs> when this scandal had occurred. So uh, there was this really, really sharp difference in terms of, on the one hand, Levine was being just... Uh, thrown under the bus yes. and, you know, attacked very personally. And Fulmer was very much like they were like avoiding blaming him as much as they could and, and trying to sort of almost deflect a lot of the harm away from him while at the same time being hurt. So what you're saying is that there's a big difference in the reception of the two cases. Exactly. And, and these differences actually reflect something really profound because they reflect a change in the celebrity persona, whereas uh, Levine is sort of more old school rock star, you know, and he has a lot of, uh, you could say, middlemen between him that sort of does all the work. And uh, Falmer is much more interconnected with his fans. He's on YouTube. He answers the comments and so forth. So, so that's a new kind of celebrity. And And what makes our research relevant is that it shows that this difference, this change in celebrity status, has really serious and different consequences in terms of the interactions with fans. But how has the, um, the difference in celebrity status affected the outcome in the two scandals? Yeah, we discussed that a lot because uh, we were very much hypothesizing about in the future, what would this scandal have of an effect on uh, each person's career. Would Adam Levine so, sort of come out better than before or would Netforma come out better than before? And what we've seen, as is which with a lot of cancel culture, I don't think Netforma's going to come back because he has irreparably harmed his relationship with his fans. And since he is a YouTuber, if you don't have that relationship with your fans, you don't have a career. That's what you live off of. Whereas Adam Levine, he's known mostly for his music. And you can listen to his music without necessarily having sort of a trusting relationship to him where you believe this persona that he's putting forward. So I think we're still going to be dancing to uh, Maroon 5 out on the town in the clubs, but I don't think we're going to be clicking in on Netforma's channel again. But just to, just to summarize, why are the two scandals relevant to study? What all of this implies and what is relevant is that depending on what kind of celebrity you are on your context, you can expect there to be different reactions, different value judgments, really. I was kind of fascinated with the whole, as Peter Ulrich said, with, we have a new kind of celebrity in the 21st century, which is not based on what you produce as a product, such as music or paintings or whatever you do, but it's more yourself that is the product. When you're a YouTuber or a live streamer or an influencer, your own personality and your own image is the product. And once that is damaged, you lose your means of profit. So we were also very interested in, um, is this sort of a better celebrity when it comes to scandals? Do these celebrities, which have a close relationship with their fans, will their fans forgive them? Will their fans be much more forgiving? And we saw that in the discourse itself, yeah, they're less damning, they're less judging, they're more forgiving, but they will never forgive you. They will never come back to you because you've ruined their trust. You don't have your means of profit anymore. 
And the, these old school Hollywood celebrities, they get judged much harder. It's a much harder rhetoric. But in the long term, they recover because the product they're selling is not themselves. Peter Ulrich and Inge have researched the communication around two scandals. One way to control scandals online is by deplatforming scandalous individuals. Such a thing has happened for the self-proclaimed man's activist and influencer Andrew Tate, who was banned from Facebook, Twitter and Instagram in 2022. Albert and Caroline researched the public reaction to the deplatforming of Andrew Tate. We have Albert with us to talk about their research and their findings. So Albert, what did you and Caroline set out to research? Our initial point of interest was uh, with the sort of uh, phenomenon of deplatforming. With that, I mean sort of the banning of a user account on social media for some sort of violation of uh, any given platform's terms of service. Our particular interest uh, with regards to deplatforming was the narratives and moral positions that are prevalent in, dis- in the surrounding discussions uh, surrounding deplatforming. And so as we opted for a case study, uh, we actually just sort of went with the most recent case, uh, which uh, at the time being was the case of Andrew Tate's deplatforming from several social media platforms. I would guess that many people by now are very familiar with uh, Andrew Tate and his uh, various moral transgressions, but if I were to describe him with, with one theme, it would be sort of very misogynistic expressions and, and behavior. So you chose Andrew Tate as a case, but can you more specifically explain the focus of your research? So um, what we were particularly interested in were the discussions surrounding deplatforming, whether a deplatforming of public moral transgressor incites further scandalization, what, what narratives and, and sort of moral positions are prevalent in these discussions. So in our analysis, we gathered and analyzed 786 uh, Reddit comments from uh, a single thread, uh, from, a, from a thread concerned with the deplatforming of Andrew Tate. And uh, then we performed a quantitative content analysis where we coded uh, several different variables, which were mostly constructed on the basis of theory. But we had one overall uh, sort of coding category that was more inductive in the way we approached it, where we looked at the data and then constructed some variables uh, on grounds of that. Can you try to explain the results you and Caroline have found? What we found out was, first of all, that... uh, an overwhelming amount of uh, of comments were were negative towards Andrew Tate in general, and 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 towards his moral transgressions. Um, what we also found out, though, is that even though most people expressed very negative attitudes towards Andrew Tate, most people also expressed negative attitudes to towards the the concept of of deplatforming as a moderation strategy. So um, even though people hate his guts, uh, they still don't think that that justifies a ban from several platforms. That's interesting. Could you see yourself do further research on the topic? I I think that that you could certainly go further with this. Uh, this was very our our project was pretty um, descriptive, I would say. Uh, but the the sort of framework is is quite interesting also for exploring other uh, deplatforming cases because. The broader narratives at hand in, in, in our data set were actually pretty closely tied to the or, original moral transgressions of Andrew Tate, so male-female relations, e.g., you know, misogyny and stuff like that, and and the radicalization of, of, of young men, which is kind of his MO 
with regards to his pyramid scheme and his multi-level marketing thing. I think in general, I personally am quite interested in sort of looking at more right-wing, um, which I think there's a big uh, sort of connection between Andrew Tate and, and, a right, and a right-wing audience. I'm very interested in sort of looking at some of these uh, prevalent narratives with, with within the right-wing space and sort of looking at these uh, critically um, because there are certain ones that certainly pop up a lot. So say free speech, for example, you even see Elon Musk being a very free speech absolutist. But what is interesting, if you go further, is to look at, you know, is this actually about free speech? And I think maybe if researching further, uh, that would be sort of a point of interest. To round up the podcast, the two cases have shown that scandals are simply more than just sensational stories. Scandal serves a purpose for our citizens as a way to discuss our society norms and values. Whether it be private and intimate affairs, or more political and philosophical discussions about free speech and public debate, scandals will continue to form discussions about social issues and political dilemmas. Thanks for listening to the fantastic podcast about scandals. A one-time podcast produced by August Valdemar Lauten, Mesh Short and Thijs Mitchell. This podcast has been created together with Manuel Minke and the University of Copenhagen.